What's up, guys? Welcome back or welcome to our podcast called Behind the Mask. Chris here with my really special friend, Rob, and we are continuing our series called The Breakdown. For those of y'all who haven't been here or are new to the podcast, The Breakdown is an opportunity where we kind of go through some really popular worship songs or not so popular worship songs that get sung in spontaneous worship that we just find near and dear to our hearts. And we talk about the posture that it's asking of us, talking about what the heart behind those songs are. And we really just want to see what the meaning is behind all of them. So as I mentioned, we have a really special guest on and it's Rob. So Rob, I'll have you introduce yourself to the people. What's good? What's good, Chris um, and everybody listening? Um, my name is Rob Morales. I'm from Philadelphia, PA, um, the north slash northeast area, um, born and raised there, um, following Christ now, um, thankfully, praise the Lord, um, how he was patient with me and so gracious to be um, after me my whole life when I was in the world. Um, I'm now um, leading worship at my church, um, also um, leading worship in other places like Dream Center. Um, I don't know if you guys know about that, but um, yeah, so songs and lyrics, they hold a special place um, to my heart and in my heart. So I'm excited to um, do this with, with you, Chris. So this is lit. Yeah. And, and again, I thank you so much for popping on. I know we've talked about this for a few times about, you know, who needs to come on the podcast. And of course we had to have Rob on. So <laughs> super excited to have you here. And of course we're talking about worship music and, and the song that Rob chose to bring to the podcast is the heart of worship. So Rob, tell us why you chose this song and, and what it means for you. Um, Yeah. This song is like, if anyone knows me personally, like this is the my my go-to, um, just like my theme song, um, because my whole life I was raised um, as a Christian, kind of not necessarily forced, but you could say forced, but it wasn't forced. I, I, my parents would encourage me to go to church, and I would, but my heart wasn't in it. Um, and as I came back to the Lord um, and gave him my life. This song has been such a, it resonates so much um, with me um, and in my heart, how it just talks about coming back to the heart of worship and what that truly means um, to live a, live a life um, just of surrenderance to him full, fully in surrendering and, and being obedient and realizing that his way um, is the best way and worshiping him is, is gaining um, a relationship and, and true peace and joy that he has to offer. So, yeah. Yeah. Really good. This is also a song that I love um, being a kid whose mom was in worship, uh, was in the choir uh, really? for sure. Worship music is something that's been near and dear to my heart and feels like, you know, a way in which God speaks to me the most um, and through mm -hmm. other particularly through worship so um yeah this song is for me is about posture it's about uh if we strip everything away and we're talking about worship who is it ultimately about and in the chorus it's literally like it's all about you it's all about you yeah um so my question for you rob as it relates to this song is the song asks us for worship to be all about him but in right. what ways can we step into worship and it's not about him you know a lot of the times 
Um, another reason why this resonates so much with me is because there was actually one point in my walk where um, I was just going through the motions. And a lot of the, a lot of the times we still can do that. Um, and that's why this song, is, it always, it hits me. Like you can listen to the same song with the same lyrics over and over again. But when you really are um, focused in and dialed in, um, just, just to just the Lord and, and his presence, the words are so powerful, no matter how many times you have listened to them over, over and over again. But there was just one, one time where I was so um, just like in, in so focused about things that are, that are earthly. Like the Bible says to set our, our eyes on um, heavenly treasures. Like I would just be, my mind was all about what was on this earth and um, my lens, like my focus wasn't on the Lord. Um, and again, like I said, it's so easy to kind of shift our focus away from the Lord um, with everything in this world that's just trying to distract us. But um, yeah, there was this, this one moment where um, I was just, I felt so distant from the Lord. I, um, I really wasn't like getting in my word and that had a lot to do with a lot of play into it as well. Um, but I was just on YouTube and um, I ended up playing the song and um, it's just like when the music fades, um, all is stripped away. And it really just like kind of put into perspective because that is what worship is. It's really just forgetting all the distraction this world, this world has to offer and just focusing and putting our mind um, on things above, which is um, Jesus and, and the Lord and what he's done for us and who he is. And um, when we posture our hearts um, in humility and in worship, that is when um, we can access that peace that surpasses our understanding. He, he offers it for us. And it's really up to us to um, just be willing because like the Lord, he loves us so much um, and he wants to have, he wants to have a relationship and he wants to meet us where we are, especially in worship and, and, and talking to him um, and worshiping him. And that's how we do it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. And it, it brings me to another part of the song. Again, this song is very repetitive and it's one of those things that I love about like kind of old school worship music is that it's right. repetitive, right? You don't, yeah, it's true. like you don't need to be caught up in all the intricacies of the words. The yeah. Um, which a lot of those songs are really cool, right? Like, the, yeah. I think, like songs, um, Cody Carnes is a per perfect example of this. A lot of the songs have really cool, intricate um, lyrics, mm -hmm. lyrics about it. But sometimes you get, like I know for me being, again, like a choir kid um, and someone who probably knows every word of John Jones' Like, Brian, <laughs> that's when we, we just talked about this last weekend. Um, but I think so much of like worship, I'll step in and be like, well, I know exactly what the cadence is, is going to be here. I right. know what going to be. I know that riff that's going to happen at this part of this mm -hmm, song. Mm -hmm. And you lose sight of what am I actually supposed to be work like what am I actually supposed to be like thinking about in this moment? And that's true. Another part of, in this song where it says, I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself. Yeah. Like worship is not just music nor is it like the lyricists that are on, on stage or the musicians or any of that. And um, 
what pops into my brain uh, whenever I think about this song and the song that I'm going to intro in a minute is Mary and Martha, the, the juxtaposition mm. between the two, right? And it's like, every time we see, and I'm specifically thinking about like Mary and Martha in, in Luke 10, but every time we see Mary, she's sitting at the Lord's feet, right? She's like, wow. can I, can I um, this is the same Mary that like, falls at his feet and and washes his feet with her tears and like wipes it away with her hair we see we see her at his feet in, in the middle of this like martha's really stressed out about all the things to try and be perfect and show mm-hmm. jesus hey i can do all these things for you and mary's just chilling and martha's like what the heck dude and he's like i'm not taking this away from her she's doing what's right. so every time we see her she's just there at his feet not trying to do all these things and i know for me, at times when you step into worship sets, of course you bring all the baggage into the room Right. at times. But in my perspective has shifted where it's like, I it's not about let me not bring all this baggage, let me clean it all up and then I get to step into worship. It's I have the privilege of stepping into worship with this baggage, it, yeah. leave it at the altar and then walk out of the room without it. And oh, good. that's like the example that I see in Mary and the example even throughout this song over and over again is you might bring all this stuff in with you, but Jesus has so much more for you that you don't need to leave with it. And yeah, that, right? you know, and another thing I think about is how, like you were saying, like we can, we bring, we can come boldly to the throne with all of our baggage and all the things, all of our secrets and all the things that we don't want to tell anyone. And it's like, it's crazy how, the only thing that we can offer him um, is our faith. Like Hebrew says, like that is acceptable to him, but yet he still meets us and he's still willing um, to take with all of our, you know what I mean? All of our bondage, all of our baggage. And, um, and it just shows us how much he, um, he loves us. And like you said, with um, that one lyric um, was like, when the music fades, I'll shift away. Um, and I simply come, um, though, what is the one lyric that you just said? The, the, what is it? I'll bring you more than a song. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like, I'm telling you, the Lord has, has met me so many times when I realized like, wow, everything that I have for him is nothing, but yet he still is willing um, to receive and, and how we can, we can sing our own songs, um, to him. A, a lot of the times, like in worship, um, the leader is like, sing out a new song to him. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's there willing to receive what we have. And it's just crazy because we have nothing. Like I said, like we have nothing to offer him. We it's his grace. He first sought us out. Um, and yet he still is willing to receive, um and like that's why like again that that verse and he was just so powerful is like really putting our faith um in him and and really allowing him to like you said like strip down because we can in his presence like we're free like there's liberty so not so good what you said yeah it's really good and I'm going to intro the second song that we chose is nothing else by Cody Carnes. I just said, I just said his name. And of course we're using his song, but what also pops into my brain from what you just said, Rob is from mighty one and Maverick city. We're not talking mm-hmm. about that song. We don't have enough time to break that song down. Um, <laughs> but in the beginning where it's like, I've tasted and seen your goodness I've stood in the power of your presence for yeah. the, the depths of your mercy. Oh, how your love, it always surrounds me. Like what? So 
what over and over and then it says mighty one we worship you um over and over and over again um stepping into these spaces and just knowing like it's not just that we should step into worship humbly and openly and really focused on his presence because he deserves it but it's also we have such a privilege to be in his presence yeah such a privilege to be in his presence um that why would we ever want to leave which is perfect segue (laughs) into i didn't do that on purpose perfect segue doing swaggy though (laughs) moving into nothing else um so nothing else by cody carnes the reason why i thought that paired really well with um this song is it's the same thing talking about posture of like Mm -hmm. when do we come how do we come to God? And, and literally in the middle of it, it's like, I'm sorry when I've come through, come with my agenda, like I, all these things. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. I'm sorry when I just gone through the, through the motions. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this song, I think it was 2017, something around that time. It was mm-hmm. at an FCA uh, retreat in Nashville. And I was like, two things. One, who is this man singing this song? <laughs> I've never seen him before. And his, he like, absolutely blows but two what it's like a gut punch of a song when it gets yeah, it that is. Point. Yeah, um, it is. right because especially you know it's like okay cool when you know especially for somebody who loves your agenda in life in general wow like, god i'm sorry that i'm coming to you with an agenda because what all that says to him is that what i have to do is more important than your work right, and right, i never right. want to be go- coming to god that kind of way like that's super disrespectful um yeah so that's what i love about this song it's such a beautiful song but it's also like really really convicting in a lot of moments where it's even like i'm not here for for blessings you don't owe me anything like true we really do come to jesus in that moment like yo i'm here like receive jesus's presence but we're really like treat him like a genie in the bottle give Mm -hmm. me all the things that i want it's like no i just want you and nothing else you know it's so good you know i um i like to think about um it's crazy because literally last night i was i was just praying and 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 just talking to the lord he was just providing me with so much um in terms of just everything that's going on in my life and just doing some self-reflecting and how um i it's like i was saying it's so easy to start going through the motions and um kind of just like take for granted um who god is or where he's brought us from and um it's crazy because i'm sitting in a place where i shouldn't i shouldn't be here like um because everything was about me before i came to the lord everything was um about my agenda and and just you know what i mean a lot of times we we think that we're the only one on this earth and obviously it's it's logical because we're living in our, our own body. So we're not going to be really thinking about anyone else a lot of the times, but it's crazy how Jesus calls us to love each other. Um, like we love ourselves. And like, when we actually think about that, um, it's crazy. Cause that's the one who we're worshiping. We're worshiping someone who teaches us to love each other. Um, like we love ourselves and how can we do that? And what's the greatest form of love, um, which is him and the greatest act of love is to give oneself one's life for each other. And he's done that. He's shown us um, what it is to truly love someone um, the way, the right way. Um, And it's, it's, 
what I was saying was in terms of the Lord was convicting me and, and how it's so easy for us to be going through the motions and you just go to church and um, we, we go around in this life and we meet new people. And so many times we can just forget the eternal perspective that we're here for a purpose. And um, it's like when you get caught up in his presence, um, you, you just get this overwhelming sense of, wow, like I'm here to, at least me when I'm after I'm done worshiping, um, it always happens to me. Like I just, after I just want to like show my affection and give someone a hug because, um, that's what his presence does. Like it, 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 it frees you from the very thing that makes you have your own agenda, which is the pride. Like it frees you from the pride and it, it makes you realize that we are nothing we and we don't have anything to offer him um and we don't owe him anything like the song says but um he, he literally still again he meets us and he provides us with himself um he provides us with his spirit that then will urge us to love each other like we love ourselves so yeah that's really good um keeping that eternal perspective of like who's at the center of the narrative again i, I think i said this yeah. in our college fca huddle on wednesday or something like that i listened to an old matt chandler um sermon somewhere i don't even know how this popped up i don't remember it's not important but um something he comes out the gate with the gut punch and says listen hey guys not to burst your bubble but the bible's not about you you are not david you are not like well you are not this you are not this you are not that like um, right it wasn't even about them. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like the Bible's not about us. Um, right. But in our earthly perspective, like you were just saying, Rob, it's easy for us to put ourselves in the center of the narrative. But that also means we have a really myopic view of our circumstances and a myopic view of our blessings. Right. Because everything is, well, well, I'm not as blessed as you. I'm not as blessed as you. When it's like God can see it from a huge zoomed out perspective mm. and pour out his love all over us. And, um, it also like brought me to like first Samuel and we were doing this in, in Drexel FCA where we were going through the uncompromising athlete. And in the beginning part of first Samuel six, like right before the Philistines return the ark, all they're doing is going back and forth with this ark of the covenant. Saying, yeah. If I have it, it's going to give me blessing. And <laughs> you know, the point of our whole talk with our athletes at that point is that God is not your trophy. You don't get to just take him on your shoulder wherever you want, bring him out when it brings you glory and put him away when it's, when it doesn't benefit you. That is not how this works. And if um, you lack reverence for God, you're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. So yeah. that's what I think about when I, when I, you know, listen in on this story, uh, not sorry, this song too is yes. Can I be humble enough to literally sit at his feet with reverence? Yeah. Because that means like God, Jesus literally doesn't owe me anything for it's, it's like such a profound lyric for him to say, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. Yeah. But if we had a heavenly perspective, that wouldn't be profound. It would be like, wow. it's true. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's so good, but like, yeah, we, it's so easy for us to become the center of our own story, but then when we stop quickly or enough, often enough, God's like, Hey, remember me, the person who literally <laughs> created you. And if it weren't for me, you wouldn't exist. Let me <laughs> so give true. you another, like, let me give you a new perspective. Um, and in that, in that there's, 
the pressure kind of comes off as well because like we tend to put like like thinking about worrying like worrying we just we think about the next day and we get all up in our heads like that and we don't really need like the bible says there's enough worries for tomorrow you know what i mean like and there's enough of his love in the present for us to be um to to be present with him you know what i mean and a lot of times like we're we try to like take everything in our own hands and um we just apply more pressure to ourselves and he's like yo come come to me come to come to my throne and have give me what you have to offer i'll take it and and i'll free you and give you liberty and and like you were saying with mary how um and martha how like the lyric as it aligns the lyric how i just want to sit um here at your feet and again what did she have to offer you know what i mean like tears or you think about the um the perfume um how she wiped um his feet with her hair like come on like that's the posture that we need to have like whatever we have and then it makes you think about the um the poor woman who gave all that she had and and the pharisees they came and they gave they had so much but they gave little and she had so little and she gave everything she had and he said that woman um gives more even though she had nothing um and that's the posture that's the heart of worship that we need to um come in to his presence with and, and humility and realize look i have nothing um but what i do have i'm offering it to you so yeah it's it really reframes the way the importance that we put on the things that we have and the things that we do mm-hmm. um something we talk about with our athletes all the time is if in a competing biblically mindset winning is not the ultimate outcome and wow. also if sport is not is not your god then you are willing to give it up right wow. Um, and I think about that even in the context of my story, when I chose to step away from my soccer career at the time I chose to step away, it was, it's not an idol for me. So I'm willing for, I'm willing for, for it to be taken away from me, or I'm willing mm-hmm. for me to move in a different direction. Um, so like, again, if I go back to heart of worship in this part of the song where it's like, though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours. Every yeah. breath. If so all we have every single breath of us is his right every single thing that we have is his then not only can he take it away at any time so there's no reason mm. for me to have this like closed fist perspective of it but also it's freeing to be able to do it um because it's for him like you said um but also the outcome is not is not rested on my shoulders yeah that's not the job yeah and then also everything i do can be worshiped if all I ultimately have is his and every yeah, single breath so is for him, everything I do is worship. So not just That's in terms fire. of worship music, right? But your how you treat people, how you do your job, yep. how you all these things, we do it for the glory of him who has Amen. literally given us all that we have and can take it away in an instant. Um, That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, so my, my question for you, Rob, which has to do with a little bit of what I just rambled about, about worship is, what would you say for people like in their work, um, if you want to speak to worship leaders, if you want to speak to athletes, coaches, whatever, um, how can we reframe our posture toward what we do so that it's worship toward God? 
you know, a lot of the times, um, like, like I said before, it can, in this walk, in this life, we can so easily forget um, why we're here. Um, and a lot of the times we just, again, like the song, like we keep referring to the song, like we start going through the motions. And um, I think practical things is really trying to remember, um, again, like I said, that we're here for a purpose and we're here to um, love each other. And that scripture that comes to my mind is just how um, the flesh is weak. Like our flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Um, and it's like, what are we receiving? What are we, what are we idolizing in our life? Because we all are, we are, we, we can't sit here and say that we don't have any, um, that we're perfect. You know what I mean? Like we've all fall short. Um, but it's like, what are we, what things, what practical things are we doing to continuously remember, um, that, eternal perspective and that we have a purpose and that we're here for a reason. And, um, the Lord has called us to something and given us specific assignments and specific gifts. Um, and what are we doing to steward those gifts? Um, and it just makes me think about, again, like, are we receiving everything that this world has to offer all the deception and just Satan, um, has like say the Bible says that Satan is, um, the prince of this world is the God of this world. So, we need to realize that he's out here. You know what I mean? He's prowling and he's trying to finesse and um, be a counterfeit that he is. And we need to really take into consideration that there's so many things that can be distracting us from that eternal perspective. And what, again, what are we receiving? Um, the social media, the news, the, again, all this stuff that the world has to offer, or are we getting in our word or, um, are we trying to continuously go in fellowship with fellow um, with the body of Christ um, and be encouraged and encourage one another and love each other? And are we communicating with him and um, really seeking out his will um, for our lives? Cause it's in that was, is when he um, again, he will start to move when we seek him. Like I think it makes me think about fasting um, our flesh doesn't want to not eat. You know what I mean? Like we can fast from anything, you know what I mean? We can fast from social media, fast from certain things, you know what I mean? But food is um, the common theme of, of fasting. You think about Jesus, he fasted. Um, like he was human, like, and he showed us, look, and fully God, he showed us, I am God and I'm fully human, but I still need to fast. Like, yep. and it shows you his heart. He's like, I don't want food. I want, I want the bread that comes from the Lord. I want, I want the, the living water. I, like, you know what I mean? And it makes me think about how we need to be killing and denying ourselves and, and um, denying our flesh. Um, it's like, what do we want? Do we want what this world has to offer? Or do you want the spirit? which is willing, the one that provides peace and, and joy. And it seems so simplistic, but you think about the Israelites, like they, they were shown miracles. Bread is flying from the sky. Like, but yet still the flesh is just our sin nature continuously pushes us away in rebellion, um, of turning our face from the Lord. So I think it's not going to be easy, but 
continuously um, receiving and feeding um, the spirit rather than our flesh. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. Um, And what I would say piggybacking off of that is when we, Jackie Hill Perry says this, and I think I've said this a million times to those who are close to me. So I apologize. He's lit. For anybody who's listening to the podcast and has heard me say this again, but Jackie Hill Perry says, if we get so impressed, if we get so impressed with God, the things of this world will be but a vapor. Like they mean nothing. So true. So like to your point, Rob, of like having this genuine curiosity and wanting to know more of him, because ultimately the things of this world don't matter. The things of this world are never going to fulfill us. They're never going to give us anything that's ultimately going to be you know, yeah. filling for our soul or have eternal ramifications. When we are so impressed with God, which makes sense, the creator of the universe who can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. Yeah. The things of this world don't matter. And, and when I think about like everything is worship and it mentioned again, I said this earlier, when we're weak and poor, it shifts our perspective of when we deal with hardship and it shifts our perspective with what we deal with lack as well because like in this part at the end of nothing else where it's like um coming back to where i first felt your love you're all that matters like i'm sure we those of us who are following jesus know the moment when we first accepted him as the Lord savior right you were on fire you want to tell that speck on the wall about Jesus, right? Like you want to tell everybody and their mom about Jesus. So there's a certain point where we get jaded and every, and he just becomes familiar and we don't come back to shoot. Here's where he brought me from. Yeah. I want to come back with that same fervor. Um, so when I think about everything is worship is, can I come back to it with the childlike faith, like when I was on fire to with him, but also can I set up, frameworks that says he is the most important thing of my life Mm -hmm. which means that all of my time all of my priorities is going to point back to him it's not yeah let me just like make sure i put some time in my schedule today that's not what i mean that's not the framework it's literally like hey i'm this is going to be the center of my story everything else gets to pull from him not i'm going to pull everything else here to then go to him so um Yeah, so what what you were saying, and then also kind of reframing our our priorities and what we think is important is also really, really good. And I keep quoting Jackie O'Perry, but I just saw this this morning and it popped in my brain related to this. But what she was saying is that just as much as we can heal from like past sin, past hurt, past whatever, we can heal from past idolatry too. So if we give that to him as well. Um, That's good. So yeah, in the... Both things, both songs, Heart of Worship, nothing else. Both of them are just like, the question I would leave everybody with is in nothing else, it says you're all that matters. Is that statement true or not? If it's mm. not, then what's sitting at the throne of your heart? Because that's what Amen. we're in of. Um, that's so yeah. good. So before we run out of time, Rob, I would love for you to give us any takeaways, any main things you want to leave everybody with. You know, I think for me, um, in the season that I'm in right now, um, a lot of the times, good things um, can become an idol in our lives. Like, um, 
blessings that the Lord has blessed us with can become idols. Um, and, and he always brings me back to a place that um, not to idolize the blessing, but the blessing giver, which is him. Um, and that the fact that he's given us the biggest blessing of all, which is salvation um, through Jesus, um, that he gave his life for each and every one of us. And in that, um, I want to continuously posture my heart and self-reflect and see where my heart truly is, whether am I seeking things for self-gratification in terms for selfish ambition, um, or am I seeking him, um, the giver of life, the creator, the giver of salvation, um, the giver of eternal life, um, the one who gave us his life. So when I think about all these things, it, it brings me back into a posture of humility um, and it makes me come to the heart of worship. Um, so I would just encourage everyone to continue to self-reflect and where is our hearts? What, what are we idolizing that can be good in our lives? Because that very thing that is good will never satisfy you um, like the Lord will and his presence will. So, Yeah, really good. You guys heard it here first. Good things can, can be idols just as much as bad things. Um, yeah. yeah. Just a quick 30 seconds before we sign off. Uh, at, at the MAC, um, College Camp for FCA Mid-Atlantic, um, Pastor Willie said, and this was so profound, he was like, guess what, you guys? The enemy does not advertise consequences. So the mm, thing that so you true. think is awesome, like there's things that are not good that we make decisions about that makes sense. Like you probably shouldn't have done that. But then there are good things that we make God things that the enemy is like, yeah, let me get all up in that. Yeah. But he won't tell you what the consequence is. So like yeah. just as much as we need to be on guard about the not ne- the not so like positive things and negative things, we also need to be on guard about when these good things become God things in mm. our heart. Because then we'll just depart from his presence. So um really good stuff but we are unfortunately out of time rob we flew. and have this conversation for forever but um i want to thank you so much for popping on the show and chatting and all the stuff and dropping wisdom left and right the lord um so yeah you guys thanks for uh tuning in with us um, as always, follow us on Instagram at behind the mask 3132. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button, like the video so you don't miss an episode. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are dispersed, you can find us. And we want to communicate with you guys. We want to be able to chat with y'all. So DM us, leave comments on YouTube. Um, we'd love to hear your comments about all of this. And then if there's any worship songs that you're like, yo, let's break it down, um, let us know. But until next time, we'll catch you guys later. That was litty.